The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find where Welcome to Market Insights Week on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and this week we're going to publish an episode every day covering how you can use search data to impact your business outside of SEO. Joining us for Market Insights Week is Tyson Stockton, who is the Vice President of Client Services at Searchmetrics. Tyson manages Searchmetrics' SEO, content, and client success organizations, and outside of shepherding their largest and most strategic clients to SEO success, He's joining us today to talk about what search data is relevant for mining market insights. So far this week, Tyson and I have talked about how and why you should be using search data to mine for market insights. We talked a little bit about understanding the demand for your products and services using search volume, how you can understand your industry's historical trends using keyword data. And today we're going to talk about how you can outperform your competitors using ranking data. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash AWT. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Here's the fourth installment of Market Insights Week with Tyson Stockton, Searchmetrics' Vice President of Client Services. Tyson, welcome back to Market Insights Week on the Voices of Search podcast. Thank you, Ben. Day four. Let's go. Excited to have you back on the show. And honestly, today's topic where we start talking about competition is the area where I think most people feel comfortable looking to search data as opposed to understanding historical trends or figuring out your totally addressable market, looking at where you stand compared to your competitors. When you think about understanding your competitive set and figuring out where you stand, what goes through your head? Yeah, so I think you hit on a good point where I would say it is the more comfort zone of it. And the previous couple topics that we had, we're talking 
more on a macro lens demands. I think the connection to larger business decisions is like a bit easier there. But I'd say the competitor data, it's a great tool for understanding market potential and like what you can achieve within your segment. And so by segmenting out the competitors of who owns what within that and where you can realistically compete is going to be a great way to build into your forecast when you're doing your SEO roadmap and understanding, okay, what kind of lift can I get from these? By understanding the domains that own what percent of the market and what traffic they're estimated to be bringing in, that's going to be a great lever. And it's really going to be kind of the almost the tipping point where you're able to use that data both for managing up in the organization, but then you're also able to use that data and starting to get more tactical because you're starting to get more of what can I realistically capture within this segment or within this category. So here's my big concern with using search data to understand the competitive balance in your industry. My fear is that companies are going to look at well, Nike has this much surf traffic and Adidas has that much search traffic to their domain. So Nike must be bigger than Adidas or Adidas must be bigger than Nike. And to me, that only really tells you, A, how good an SEO works in-house, how much they've invested in content, and how much people value their brand. When you think about understanding what the true demand is for a company and when you're actually thinking about ranking the importance of organizations. How do you filter out for this brand has a better SEO than that brand? Well, it's... And I think this is why this topic is more in the hybrid area is because to your point, yeah, like the first previous topics, that's going to give you more of the market potential and like interest from the consumer standpoint. But when you get to competitors, I think the biggest kind of miss or oftentimes missed opportunity is people treat it as like a one size of just who owns what of the market share. But really where you can drive a lot more value is start creating buckets within that. And if you have something more of a direct competitor bucket, or say like you're a manufacturer, you're going to have potentially like four buckets. You're going to have, these are my direct competitors. These are maybe retailers selling my product also. Maybe these are retailers not selling my product. And these are editorial informational sites, which maybe is an opportunity for more partnerships, like affiliates, whatever. But I think the opportunity within the competitor set is moving beyond just who owns what percent of the overall and starting to move towards how that compares to your business. And that's going to be different for a... B2B company, a B2C kind of like direct consumer, or maybe someone that's a manufacturer that's going to have both this branding play, but then also this like direct B2C transactional play because they're selling products as well. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. 
Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. I think that there's some nuance here in that for a competitive analysis, you can't necessarily just look at the overall search volume. You have to think of it in a couple different categories. You're looking at the amount of brand search that's happening. I think that's a good way to understand the competitive landscape the total amount of content that one brand has compared to the others, and obviously how those brands rank, how Google thinks about them as well. Are there any other factors that you consider when you're doing your competitive analysis? I think like taking elements from the previous topics as well is understanding like within the categories, how far down in the buying process are they? And if you're talking about like a head term or a parent category you're oftentimes going to have a very different portfolio of competitors than when you're looking at something like product pages when you're getting to that transactional element. I would also cluster these in like parts of the site or stages of the buying cycle because that's going to give you a different set of competitors. And oftentimes, it's going to derive different kind of strategies or tactics that you're going to want to work with. I think the playbook here is that you think about brand search, right? Understand how much consumers are looking for the specific brands. And then you have to break up the overall keyword set into how much is this brand taking in terms of research, product consideration, and then the conversion page and breaking down where the consumers are in the buying journey will help you not only understand the volume of searches that your competitors are getting, but also where customers are engaging with your competitors. When you start thinking about not only your direct competitors, but also some of the tangential competitors, we talked about Nike versus Adidas as an example before, but the competitors in running shoes are also Amazon and eBay. How do you start to think about the overlap for non-direct competitors and how do you evaluate their impact on market share? Yeah, I think that's where you start to apply your kind of unique business elements to it. I think the most obvious or action-oriented one could be in the sense of the informational queries because that's where you're going to see the broadest array of types of websites ranking. So it's like the competitors of who's selling the same product, You know, that one's relatively straightforward. But when you get to the more informational head terms, that's where you're going to identify potentially new partners, people that may be taking up space in the SERP, but may not be like a direct threat to your business. And that's where I think having that segmentation of both stage, also what the business type is, like that's really going to help differentiate. And I think you, one, you take the lens of, and I mean, 
we could even peel this back further. And let's say we're working with like more of a, a core sports specialty site. So it's someone that sells only a specific category within one of these larger brands. They might not be competing as much head to head with someone like Amazon, but they have their own core competitors. Amazon creeps in in an area of terms and they know that in those cases, they're probably going to be smaller and more niche. So for them, looking more downstream and more of someone that's like very specific in their products, probably going to be more of an opportunity for them. Whereas if someone that's hitting across a very broad array of topics, they're going to have to move up a bit more in the funnel and have a more diverse spread of where they're ranking. I think that's an important point that when you're doing your competitive analysis and you're understanding where there's overlap between your keywords and your competitors, they're not actually all competitors. It does help you understand potential collaborations, the other brands that are relevant in your space and business partners. You know, the example of Adidas and Nike for running shoes and Amazon is obviously going to be a competitor there as well. Well, that's a potential marketing and business partner for those brands. Tyson, any other words about the utility or the data sets you can use to understand your competitive landscape? Yeah, I think within the competitor area, it's interesting to look at a few different layers to it. So understanding things like number of ranking keywords, number of ranking URLs, also what kind of market share, what traffic of the overall pie that they're capturing. And so I think... That's another interesting layer to who owns what is breaking it out further into being like, okay, if they own more keywords, are they driving more traffic? And then also, are they competing more in the top funnel or more in the lower funnel? So it's similar to what we're saying of how you can segment out your competitors. Segmenting out also different KPIs of the competitors is a really helpful way to understand where additional opportunities might exist. Okay. Understanding your competitors is obviously an important part of your business. It's also important to understand your consumers, the people that you're competing for. So to wrap up Market Insights Week, we're going to dive into that topic, how you can better understand your consumers tomorrow. So that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Tyson Stockton, Vice President of Client Services at Searchmetrics. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Tyson, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Tyson underscore Stockton, or you could visit his company's website, which is searchmetrics.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. But that's not the case anymore, thanks to Ahrefs. Because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash awt. 
That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions. You can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning to talk about how to understand consumer intent using SERP data. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.